0: Hey everyone, and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk, and I am your host, Lila Winston. I pray that you are well, and I pray that God is blessing in your life. I pray that you are learning your gifts and you are growing. As you know, we come together to read in the Word of God here and to study it so that we can practically apply it in our everyday lives, and also so that we can learn and accomplish the purpose of our lives. And so we have been on a journey uh, learning about the gifts of the spirit and more specifically what I would call the back 10, okay? (laughs) This is not golf, but we are learning about the back 10 of the gifts. And the reason I call them the back 10, because the Bible kind of sets up this sort of pecking order when it comes to gifts of the spirit. And we know the big gifts as, you know, being a pastor or a evangelist or a prophet or a teacher. But I want us to look at some of these other gifts that play very important roles and sometimes inform the lives of many believers. If they don't even have the gift of teaching or the gift of pastoring or whatever it may be, they might have these other gifts and you might see yourself in it. And even if you do have some of those um, sort of bedrock gifts, you probably have other kinds of peripheral gifts or additional gift mixes and you need to be able to understand them and use them. And so today, we are going to be looking at the gift of healing. And I think this is really um, a great gift Um, And I think we talk about it a lot. I think it's one of the more popular gifts in the body of Christ. And we're going to look at that right now. And I want us to first note the Greek word here, that the Greek word used when we uh, look at healing in the New Testament, when they're talking about the gift of healing, that it literally means healing, yes, but it means curing remedy or medicine and i think that's really important because i think sometimes when we think about healing we only think about this idea of just lying laying your hand on someone and like poof they're well you know and when there's a lot more context behind that word and likely what god meant and if we're careful to study the scriptures we might actually see that christ was actually demonstrating that very fact too so the supernatural gift of the spirit, of uh, this supernatural gift of the spirit of healing, it allows a believer to be able to consistently command the healing or cure of an individual. It's important to note that healing in this context may mean cure, remedy, or medicine, which means someone with this gift may have the capacity to provide remedy or cure, even from things in the natural world with a supernatural effect. So Christ wanted us to know that healing could be accomplished in several ways, and this is why he healed the sick in various ways. Have you ever noticed that or wondered about that? Has that ever crossed your mind? I want you to note that as God who speaks things into being, right, you know, he speaks those things that are not as though they were, so he could declare each and every time he wanted to heal someone, he could just say, be healed, right? Someone comes and says, you know, I have, you know, um, I'm blind, be healed. You know, I have a, an issue of blood, be healed. You know, I am crippled, be healed. That's all he had to say, right? He could have healed everyone in that exact same way, but I think it's important to note that he did not. And that is going to help you to understand how the gift of healing may actually work in you, So for some people, he did say, be healed, right? He did say that. But for others, he created a salve and he put it on their eyes like we see in John chapter nine, verse six. And some, he touched them, right? He touched them and he healed them like we see in Matthew chapter nine, verse 20 and 22. And also in Luke chapter three, verse 10. I'm sorry, it's Mark um, three, verse 10. So some he healed and he helped to get up. Or maybe he laid a hand on them, you know? Or maybe even in some cases he had them do something that they formerly could not do. Like we see in Matthew chapter 8, verse 3, he might have said something like, you know, pick up your bed and walk in John chapter 5, verse 8 to 16, right? He's saying, carry your bed. The man was kind of crippled, Jesus. He kind of can't do that. But the way he healed that man was to tell him to do something that for many years he could not do and the men obeyed him and that is how he got his healing so you have to understand that there are different ways that God may have you heal people and there may be different ways in which your gift of healing works right? Like we might have said Jesus was like a motivational speaker he told that man go get your bed and get up and the man did it and was able to walk I think these are important things to understand and then Some people he let die and he went and he raised them from the dead like we see in John chapter 11, verse 43 to 44. So some healings he did openly and some healings he did privately. Yes, there were certain healings that he did that not many people knew about. Do you remember when he put everyone out of the room when he healed that little girl in Luke chapter 8, verse 54. I want you to check that out because it's telling us that God heals in different ways. He didn't do it all the same. And so you as a believer, if you have the gift of healing, don't be confused and think, oh, if I can't say be healed, it it isn't going to work. God may have you do it in a different way. So God could even use your voice to heal people, that people touch you. Your presence could heal people. He could use you to lay hands on them or to speak a word or command. You may be adept at healing the mind or healing the body or healing relationships. God's way of using your healing gifts should not be put in a box Your shadow could heal someone or even an item that belonged to you. Oh, you're saying, oh, that doesn't make sense. That's crazy. No, it's actually in the word of God, okay? This is actually in Acts chapter 19, verse 12 and 13. And I'm gonna read it to you because you guys know I like to prove everything in scripture. And it says, And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them that's acts chapter 19 verse 12 and 16 so we're seeing a situation where people are being healed and devils are being cast out of them and it is being done in ways that maybe we've never seen before right or ways that we think don't really make sense You have to understand that God heals however he wants to do it, and he might have a specific way that he uses healing in your life in the way that you heal people. So please note that these healings were also called miracles as well. So some miracles may be healings, and some healings may also be miracles, okay? So keep this in mind as you go along. And so I just wanna put in a little disclaimer here just like we see the miraculous may always follow workers of miracles you also might be beset with people who need healing you know there's this old movie i think it's called the sixth sense and it was about this little boy and i've referenced it before but it's about this little boy who kept seeing dead people kind of it was a scary movie or you know one of those scary movies and he was terrified seeing all these evil, well, I won't say they were evil spirits, but they were like spirits of dead people or whatever. And so he was kind of terrified. Like, yeah, that sounds kind of crazy. But he finally learned that the reason that they came to him was so that he could help them find eternal rest and that he actually had the capacity to do that. And so the reason I bring this up is to scare you. No, the reason I bring this up is because there is a similar parallel here with people who have the gift of healing, right? You may find people who need healing who will simply come to you. And this works with other gifts too, and these kind of specific gifts like healings or miracles and things like that, it's important to understand that people who need that gift, who need a healing, who need that, they will come to you, right? They will come to you and, you know, they may not specifically ask you to heal them, but they may talk to you about their problems. They may tell you, yeah, you know, I got this issue and that issue. And it may be put on your heart to heal them, put on your heart to perform a miracle, put on your heart in terms of what the spirit wants to do. So, you know, I think it's important to understand that so you're not um, disconcerted by it you need to understand that people who need your gift are going to seek you out and so you must not freak out instead you need to hone your gift by reason of use and obedience to the spirit and strengthen your faith be ready for them instead don't be afraid of them be ready for them your gift is going to challenge you but you will have what it takes to actually solve the issue you're going to find yourself in places where the gift The spirit can manifest. Remember, you know, Paul called these manifestations of the spirit as well. So what I'm saying is that people will seek you out. And I just want to say a word here that just because you can heal or you can help them doesn't mean that they should become a part of your life. As we see with Jesus and the man from the Gadarenes, do you remember that in Matthew chapter five and six, Matthew chapter five, verse 16 and 13, we learn about the man who was in the the country of the Gadarenes, who was possessed by legion. He was really grateful. He wanted to go with Jesus and his disciples and Jesus said, no. Grateful people tend to want to stay with the people who healed them or helped them. And so the mistake that some believers make is healing and then taking those people that they healed with them. Not everyone is built for your journey. And I say this especially to people with this gift because they do tend to be caring and gentle souls who like to see people whole and not broken. So don't take the lame man, okay? Let him stay in his city so that he can proclaim and publish the goodness of God, you know, there may be other things he needs to learn and experience there. Okay. And healing doesn't mean salvation. So just because you heal someone physically or emotionally doesn't mean the person is fit for your journey. Healing is for publishing, not just for the person to follow you about in gratitude, kind of making you feel special or needed. Healing is not for that. Healing is for you to heal and keep it moving. Heal them, don't marry them. Heal them, don't bring them with you, okay? And so many people I know that I have known, if they had a gift of healing, they were also really good with other kinds of remedies and cures, right? It was as though God had made them into a walking, talking medicine man. And so in fact, people with this gift are kind of like the world's version of a medicine man. Remember the prophet Elisha who healed the pot of stew, it said he healed the stew in 2 Kings chapter four, verse 49 and 41. And so there are various ways to heal using the spirit of God. So you must learn your own way that God is using you to manifest the spirit in the world. Okay, I want to show you that in 2 Kings uh, chapter 4, verse 40 to 41. It says, so they poured out from the men to eat. And it came to pass as they were eating of the pottage, they cried out and they said, Oh, thou man of God, there is death in the pot and they could not eat thereof. But he said, then bring meal. And he cast into the pot and he said, pour out for the men, I'm sorry, for the people that they may eat. And there was no harm in the pot so a healing might be god showing you how to do something he showed him to put meal inside of that pot of vegetable stew that they had there are so many ways that god can use your gift of healing and so what i also want to do you know as i talk about these gifts i want you to understand that there will be some barriers for you that may try to hinder you or stop you from using your gift and so People who are healers often have a couple of barriers, kind of like the evangelists. They know how to heal or they, they understand that they're prompted to heal, but they may be afraid or they may be embarrassed. And I just want to tell you, don't be afraid or embarrassed to do the work of God. Many don't want to seem spooky like they're a medicine man or a witch, but healing is a unique gift that people need. People will assume things, and we see that even with Jesus Christ. Do you remember when he was healing, you know, and casting out spirits, the religious leaders of his time? Do you know what they said? That he was healing and casting out demons by Beelzebub, the devil. And you can read that in Matthew chapter 12 and 24. There's actually a Bible study here called Mobs and Multitudes. It's great to read. It's great to listen to if you check that one out because it talks about the ways in which God is healing, the way God is doing miracles, the way people are pressing into him because they knew he had the power to heal them, to change their lives. And that will happen with you. So it's quite obvious that healing and casting out demons also falls kind of under the same category. And some people might misrepresent you and the power that God has given you. But don't be afraid of their words. Instead, think of the people who will be delivered from that sickness or from that suffering instead. Remember, let the Spirit lead you. Unless God has led you, don't go into a hospital just healing it, trying to heal everyone on sight. The gift works by the Spirit. So you must allow that. In some cases, a person may not be healed because God is using it. So we have to understand this is not Fully like under our control. God is working it within us. So there's a couple of things we need to know. If you're a healer, if you're a person who has this gift, you need to one know that God is that God may not heal the person, and there's some very important reasons why He might not. The first is that God could be using the sickness for that person's benefit. Or for the benefit of someone in their life. And we may not understand this all from beginning to end. No, it's not possible to even know some things because God is too great. He is He is putting things together that we can't comprehend. That's why it's important to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. If God leads you to go and say and heal this person, okay? And then the second reason that God might not heal is because, you know. He needs to get glory from it, okay? So you may heal so that God can get glory from it. And if, if there isn't that possibility, it isn't that God is being cruel or He doesn't want to heal that person. It may not be in His time, right? And then if a person, you know, isn't healed, you may need to pray and fast more. Remember, we learned about how the disciples went out and they tried to cast out a demon and they couldn't do it and then they were kind of bummed and they were like, Lord, how come we couldn't do it? You know what he said? He said, Oh, faithless generation. So that's what he was talking about. Their faith needed to be strengthened. He said, How be it? This comes out not but by faith, I'm sorry, but by prayer and fasting. So sometimes you need to just pray and fast more, okay? And then the fourth thing is that there may be unrepentant sin, an area of unrepentant sin, because if you can remember one time Jesus healed a man and he said, son, your, your sins are forgiven. And this really just sort of blew the Pharisees' mind. They're like, how do you forgive? someone's sin, you're just a regular man like us. And do you know what Jesus answered them in? He said, which is it easier to say? Your sins be forgiven or be made whole. So while I'm not saying every sickness is caused because of sin, God is saying that sin causes some sickness, all right? And so that person may not be repentant. They may be there may be an area in their life they need to let go of, they need to deal with because God doesn't want them to keep falling back into the same sin you know, God's goal is not to save the body, but to save the spirit. So there may be an area of unrepentant sin. And then also it may be just timing, you know, like we learned with um, Lazarus. Lazarus hadn't done anything wrong. Or maybe the guy who was Um, I think he was like crippled or something. No, I think he was blind. They were like, Lord, did his father and mother sin? Like who sinned? He was like, no, it's for my glory, right? So there are different times and ways when God wants to heal people. So don't feel like that your healing gift is not efficacious if there comes a period where maybe you pray for someone and you think God didn't do anything, He has His timing. And so this will help you to accept what God is doing in your life and the life of the person that you pray for. God may not choose to heal someone at that time, but that is not your concern. When people learn that you have this gift, it means they're going to call upon you often and they're going to be asking you to pray for people who are, you know, <laughs> it may not be for them to be healed at that time. You know what I mean? One of those issues might be in play. And so, you know, you have to be discerning about it, okay? But when people know that you have that gift, they're going to call upon you. Unbelievers will call you in the middle of the night and say, hey, I know you've got some special power somewhere. Can you come down here and help me, right? So you must pray in full confidence and then let the spirit of God lead you. And even if they don't heal, it is not because you don't have the gift. It is all in God's time. You might pray for healing for someone. They might be healed a year later. They might be healed three days later. They might be instant. Gift of healings work in the way that they work, not in the way that we want, in the way that the Spirit works them. And I also want you to note that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28, that it says gifts, plural, of healing. The focus here is that this is a plural of gifts. So there are at least more than one kind of gift of healing. That's important to get, that's important to get. The verses are not definitive about exactly how many kinds of gifts of healing there are, but we can be confident that there is not just one gift of healing. And so we know this is not a mistake because it appears twice in the same chapter, right? So you might have the gift of teaching, but also two gifts of healing that work in different ways. And I have known some believers with whom I can literally have a conversation with, just a conversation people, one conversation alone, and it will heal me of something internally, emotionally, whatever, that I didn't even know or wasn't even thinking about because of the kind of gift that they have and the way that it operates. This is really important to understand. So you may have a gift of healing emotions as well as the body. And this is why we are taught to watch as well as pray and to exercise those senses so that we can know how our gifts function and how they are administered So I hope that this Bible study helped you to understand a bit more about what it means to have a gift of healing. I hope you'll take the time to kind of pour over it and think about the ways that healing works in your life. If you feel you have the gift of healing and usually you have the gift of healing when it's something that you're doing consistently and when you're being prompted by the Holy Spirit to heal. And I just wanna encourage you, you know, don't quench the spirit. God has a reason for giving you that gift. And I hope that you will use it to bless people and bless the lives of believers. And do not be afraid. God will help you. God will show you. Um, And so I just want to thank you so much. I pray that God helps you. If you want someone to pray with, if you want someone that you have, you know, you want to ask questions, you can definitely leave me a message here at Love Walk. Uh, here at Anchor FM, or you can go to lovewall.substack.com. And there's actually a way that you can message me there. And I do get your messages and I will respond. So I want to thank you so much. I pray that God continually blesses you. Bye.